the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to Plan Your Estate Radio with your host, San Jose Estate Planning Attorney Bob Bergman. Bob's been practicing law for over 40 years and is certified by the State Bar of California as a legal specialist in estate planning trust and probate law. Bob is here to help you set your house in order with valuable insights you can use today to prepare a better tomorrow for your loved ones. And now your host for Plan Your Estate Radio, Attorney Bob Bergman. Well, hello, Bay Area. This is estate planning attorney Bob Bergman broadcasting from my offices in San Jose in the Cambrian Park neighborhood of San Jose, if you're familiar with San Jose. I'm uh, still still in recovery from COVID. I have this cough that's kind of lingering, kind of nagging, so I may cough during the show today. I apologize ahead of time uh, if that should happen. Few orders of business. First of all, next Friday, I will be having a guest on my show for the entire show, an attorney by the name of uh, Brad Barth out of Orange County. And he's going to come on and we're going to talk about things like uh, asset protection planning here in the state of California. I think it will be a, a good show. And I urge you to tune in next Friday for the show. And if you can't do that, at least go to kdow.biz, B-I-Z, and then find the podcast that will be rendered after the show, and then you can download that and listen to that if you can't make it uh, to the show. Another thing, I will be having uh, one of my estate planning workshops coming up in October. going to be a little different. It's going to be October 12th, which is a Wednesday from 11.30 in the morning to 12.30 in the afternoon. So just one hour over the lunch hour on Wednesday, October 12th. Um, I only have 15 spaces available for this workshop. Um, I just posted it, and I see that someone has already registered for it. So if that works for you, coming in the middle of the day over the lunch hour on Wednesday, October 12th, then feel free to come to my workshop um, at that time. There's going to be uh, useful information that I'm presenting and also giving away. And uh, I think it's um, a good thing. A lot of people have come to my workshops and they uh, are very happy with um, the fact that they came and the information that they got. And a number of them actually end up turning around and engaging my services to do their estate planning for them. Okay, for today's show, <laughs> excuse me, there's that cough. For today's show, I'm going to uh, be more purposeful with the show today. I'm not going to do general questions and comments from around the state. Instead, I am going to cover a topic that I try to cover on my show at least once a year. And uh, this specifically has to do with uh, mistakes to avoid when planning 
for your special needs child or other relative. Uh, now, I actually have a handout, 10 Costly Mistakes to Avoid When Planning for Your Special Needs Child. And uh, and I give that out at my workshops. Um, I will likely be putting it up as a download on my website soon. But I thought I would use that handout as the basis for our show today because I have found that there are a lot of families out there that have a special needs child or other relative that they're caring for now uh, or that they may be caring for in the future. And uh, especially for children, they're concerned about how their child is going to be cared for when they are gone, who's going to handle assets that they've left to care for their child and how those assets are going to be used for them. So it's very, very important that when you do planning for that child or other relative, that you don't make one or more of the mistakes I'm going to talk about on the show today. So let me dive right in, and I'll start with the first costly mistake that people make when planning for their special needs child or other relative. Now, Many disabled people rely on SSI, which is Supplemental Security Income, Medicaid, which is the Medi-Cal program in California for their health insurance, or other government benefit programs to provide food, shelter, and medical care. Now, you may have gotten advice from an otherwise well-meaning individual or an advisor to disinherit your disabled child or other relative, the one who needs your help the most, to protect that child's benefits. But one thing to be aware of is government benefits rarely provide more than basic needs. And the solution of disinheriting your child does not allow you to help your child after you become incapacitated or deceased. Now, when a child requires or is likely to require governmental assistance to meet basic needs, parents, grandparents, and others who love and care for the child need to consider establishing a supplemental needs trust. Um, it is very poor planning to disinherit a special needs child. So consider a supplemental needs trust which can protect public benefits they may be entitled to receive, but also provide additional resources to pay for and cover those things that that person may need that exceed what the government might assist with. This is very, very important. Now, another costly mistake. I call it that good old-fashioned procrastination. We're all guilty of it for various things, whether it's starting that new diet that, that we've promised our New Year's resolution. You know, we're going to lose 15 or 20 pounds. Uh, we're going to drink less, or we're going to uh, work out more, or we're going to spend more time uh, with the kids, or whatever it happens to be. Because nobody knows when they're going to die or become incapacitated. 
it's important to plan for a beneficiary that you have that has special needs early on, just as you would plan for any other dependent, such as a minor child. But unlike most other beneficiaries who may have the ability to work, earn their own income, and gather their own resources during their lifetime, a special needs beneficiary may never be able to compensate for your failure to plan. A minor beneficiary without special needs can get more resources as he or she reaches adulthood and can work to meet essential needs, but a special needs beneficiary may never have that ability. So this is an area where you can't afford to wait to plan for somebody. Now, a third mistake that people make is the failure to coordinate the planning team effort. You should have an attorney experienced in this planning area, such as myself, perhaps a life insurance agent who can ensure that there will be enough money to maintain benefits and care for that special needs beneficiary. Maybe a CPA who can advise on the supplemental needs trust tax return that may need to be filed every year. There should be an investment advisor who can ensure that funds set aside for this beneficiary will be invested and last for the beneficiary's lifetime. And then there may be other key advisors, such as a care manager for the child, perhaps through um, an organization such as the regional center. So you should have a number of advisors working together to ensure that there's assets for your beneficiary, your special needs beneficiary throughout his or her lifetime, and that those things are being coordinated, the investment, uh, the payment of, of those assets, and who is handling the person's care. We're coming up on the first break of the show today. When we return, I will continue with more of the costly mistakes to avoid when planning for your special needs child or other beneficiary. So we'll talk with you after the break. This is estate planning attorney, Bob Bergman. This is Plan Your Estate Radio with San Jose estate planning attorney, Bob Bergman on AM 1220 KDOW. Hi, welcome back to the show. I'm going to continue with more of the costly mistakes to avoid when planning for your special needs child or other beneficiary. For the remainder of the show, I'm just going to use the terminology special needs child, but understand that that's including any beneficiary that you may have that you are caring for or want to make provision to care for after you're gone that is a special needs person. Now, the fourth mistake that people make is ignoring a child's special needs when planning for their benefit. If you're not doing planning that's specifically designed with a child's special needs in mind, you could end up making the child ineligible for essential government benefits. This is where a properly designed supplemental needs trust can promote 
the special needs child's comfort and happiness without sacrificing their eligibility for benefits. What I'm talking about is if you leave property directly to a special needs child, then you may very well find, or you won't be around, but what will happen is those assets directly received by the special needs child will likely cause them to be ineligible to receive income and um, medical benefits um, and maybe even housing benefits because the law will require that those assets be either spent down to a much lower level than um, than what was expected, or you'll have the situation where in order for them to qualify for benefits, they may need to actually have someone go to court for them and set up a special needs trust through the court system using their inheritance. And the thing is, a special needs trust, which is a technical term, by the way, a special needs trust set up through the court has a requirement that any monies paid out for uh, for the benefit of the special needs child by the government uh, will be actually paid back to the government after the child dies, which means whatever's in that special needs trust is subject to a claim for reimbursement from the government. If, on the other hand, assets are part into a supplemental needs trust intended specifically to only pay for those things that the government will not pay for, then that does not have any reimbursement or repayment requirement as part of it. Now, a supplemental needs trust can provide a lot of things over and above what the government would pay for. Um, it could include, for example, cosmetic dental services or cosmetic surgery, which are things that are not necessarily covered by uh, government health programs. Uh, independent checkups, medical checkups, uh, separate from what might be available through Medi-Cal, for example. Things like special equipment or specially designed equipment for the special needs child. For example, a specially equipped van. Um, I had a client years ago that set up a trust like this for her son who was paraplegic. He was able to work, but um, he, uh, he really needed a specially equipped van with a lift gate in the back and hand controls to drive the van because he literally could not use his feet or legs at all. The trust was able to purchase a specially equipped van so that he was able to get around and uh, actually go to and from his work. Uh, This is back at a time before uh, there really was anything like remote work with computers. Um, And that drew served to be a tremendous benefit for him. He still qualified and was eligible for other assistance, but being able to have the ability to get around independently 
really enhanced his life. It could also pay for special training or education, for insurance for the person, essential dietary needs, if there's special food or nutrition that the special needs child needs. Um, the trust might be there to pay for those things. It could also be used to give that person maybe some spending money, give them electronic equipment like a computer or a television or a microwave, uh, give them vacations so they can actually take trips somewhere with the trust paying for it, go to the movies, um, pay money for them to have a companion, someone to spend time with them who can be with them and and uh, go around and assist them. Anything you could think of that might enhance someone's self-esteem or quality of life, those kinds of expenses could be paid for from a supplemental needs trust. So when planning for that special needs child, it's critical that you use a supplemental needs trust as the means to pass assets to that child. Otherwise, the assets might actually disqualify the child from receiving public benefits and they and actually may be forced to be used to repay the state for any assistance provided to the child. Another costly mistake is creating a generic supplemental needs trust that doesn't really fit what your child needs. Many supplemental needs trusts might be unnecessarily inflexible and generic. Although an attorney with some knowledge of the area can protect almost any trust from invalidating public benefits to be received by a child, many trusts are not customized to the particular child's needs, which means the child may fail to receive benefits that you provided when you were alive. So make sure that you work with an attorney familiar with this area of the law so that the Supplemental Needs Trust can be customized to meet the unique needs and circumstances of your special needs child. We're coming up now on the mid-show break, and I want to let you know if you stay with me here for the balance of the show, I'll be covering at least another five costly mistakes that people make when planning for their special needs child. If you don't have a special needs child yourself, you may very well know someone who does, and I would urge you to direct them to go to kdow.biz and look for Plan Your Estate Radio, look for the podcasts of this show so that you can share it with them. Uh, you'll find it there. You can download it. You can even subscribe to my podcasts going forward. Okay, this is the mid-show break, and uh, after a few minutes, we'll come back for the third part of the show today. This is attorney Bob Bergman. This is Plan Your Estate Radio with San Jose estate planning attorney Bob Bergman on AM 1220 KDOW. Hi, welcome back to the show. I'm going to continue with more of the 10 costly mistakes to avoid when planning 
for your special needs child. The sixth mistake, and this may be one of the biggest mistakes, is the failure to properly fund and maintain the plan for your child. Now, when I talk about fund, what I mean is providing sufficient assets to actually care for your child, not only now, if it needs to happen now, but in the future after you're gone. There needs to be sufficient assets available for your special needs child throughout his or her lifetime. Now, in many cases, this means utilizing a funding vehicle, meaning a, a type of investment or investments that can ensure that there's liquidity, meaning liquid cash assets when it's necessary. Often, permanent life insurance is the perfect funding vehicle for this purpose, particularly if you're young and healthy, so that insurance rates are low. Now, by permanent life insurance, I mean life insurance that's sometimes called whole life, meaning it's intended to be in effect for your whole lifetime, uh, as opposed to term life insurance, which is only intended to cover a specific time period, and then it expires. Now, my planning tip for you here is that you really should consider permanent life insurance, particularly if you have a young child, given that the cost to care for a special needs child over the child's lifetime could be staggering. I mean, the government, uh, the government maybe can help to a certain extent, but I will tell you this. Any program that the government provides today, especially one they didn't provide before, is a program that they could discontinue tomorrow or cut back tomorrow or severely restrict tomorrow. Or maybe, like I said, it just might go away. It might be discontinued completely. You want to make sure that as much as you can, you have funds set aside to care for that child, even if the government is not assisting. Much better to have much more than the child needs set aside to care for them than have the government go away and the child doesn't have enough to care for them. Um, in the latter case, that could be disastrous. Now, if your estate is large enough to be subject to the federal estate tax, and uh, we can only determine that on a year-to-year -year basis based on what the estate tax exemptions or exclusions are, you might want to consider having something called an irrevocable life insurance trust established or an islet and then have the uh, trust be the beneficiary of the life insurance you have. And then the life insurance trust, in turn, would name your child's supplemental needs trust as the beneficiary of, maybe one of the beneficiaries of the life insurance trust. Alternatively, if you don't have an estate tax situation, you might consider naming your own revocable living trust. You have that, don't you? If you don't, Time to come talk with me. 
uh, naming your own revocable living trust as the beneficiary of the life insurance. If you want to equalize inheritances between your children, if that happens to be, that happens to be your objective. Now, the seventh costly mistake that people make is choosing the wrong trustee to actually handle the special needs trust. Now, what am I talking about there? The trustee of a trust is the person who is put in charge of the assets of the trust, put in charge of investment of the assets, put in charge of of also the determining the needs of the beneficiary of the trust and also handling the distribution of those assets, plus filing any necessary tax returns for the trust. So you could be the trustee of this supplemental needs trust for your child during your lifetime. But then you need to select who's going to take over as trustee and follow the instructions you've provided to take care of your child. You may decide on a team of advisors or a professional trustee. I would tend to lean towards a professional trustee, such as a licensed individual fiduciary, perhaps an attorney or CPA if they are skilled in acting as a trustee for a supplemental needs trust, or a bank or trust company. For example, here in the Bay Area, Fremont Bank, headquartered in Fremont, their trust department makes a specialty of working with special needs and supplemental needs trusts as a trustee. It's something that they uh, do exceptionally well. I have a number of my clients that actually use them for that purpose, or they have named them to take over in the future when it becomes necessary. Uh, Full disclosure, um, I don't work for Fremont Bank. They don't pay me to say this. Years ago, when they first started their trust department, I was their first um, development officer for the trust department. So I got to see it at the very beginning, and I know where they are today. They've grown substantially over all those years, and uh, they are very, very good at assisting. I would suggest anyone naming a trustee for a supplemental needs trust, don't just default to one of your children or an aunt or an uncle of the child or a family friend. You need to make sure that whoever's handling it understands the rules regarding how the monies can be used to take care of that special needs child because violating those rules could end up nullifying the advantage of the trust and perhaps even making the trust assets now subject to recovery because they were misused in some way. So this is not something to play with. It's something to seriously consider when you are actually setting up a trust for a person. You want a trust that is going to last for their lifetime. You want a trust that is going to be handled by someone who knows exactly what they're doing and is going to follow the rules and the regulations and not do anything to jeopardize that special needs child's 
special needs child's inheritance that's there to care for them and supplement whatever assistance they're receiving from the government. Now, the eighth costly mistake that people can make is failing to invite contributions from other people to the trust for your special needs child. If you set up a supplemental needs trust today, it can receive gifts or contributions from other family members in order to build up the fund in there and the assets in there to care for your child. Uh, You can set up the trust and then your parents can either directly contribute now or in their estate plan, they can provide for a distribution to the Supplemental Needs Trust that you set up for your child. Other relatives, aunts, uncles, other siblings of the person, uh, cousins, even family friends that want to help out, they can all contribute if it's set up properly and if it's in effect today rather than coming into effect after you've died. My recommendation to my clients who need to set up a trust like this is that we both do the revocable living trust for their assets and we set up a supplemental needs trust for their child or children. Um, if, If they have more than one special needs child, that we set those trusts up today, make those trusts maybe beneficiaries of a portion of their estate at death. But then also by doing that, they can invite contributions from grandparents, aunts, uncles, other siblings, and even family friends who really want to help out. All of them can contribute and make gifts. Uh, You can also name a supplemental needs trust as a beneficiary of life insurance or a portion of life insurance, or even as a beneficiary of retirement plan benefits, such as IRAs and 401k plans. So this would be my planning tip for parents to set it up now and then let people know that it's there. Give them the information about the name of the trust, the date established, and uh, and then they could actually make contributions to help out. So we're coming up on the third break of the show today. When we come back after the break, I will finish up with a, with um, a couple more, the last two costly mistakes when planning for your special needs child. Just want to remind you really quickly, I do have a workshop coming up on October 12th, 1130 to 1230. It's in the middle of the day. That's a Wednesday, the middle of the week, hump day. You can register by going to lawbob.com and click on the button there for upcoming workshops and seminars. And then you can register through Eventbrite once you go there. Talk with you after the break. Now, back to Plan Your Estate Radio with attorney Bob Bergman. Hi, welcome back to the final segment of the show today. Uh, Today's topic is costly mistakes 
to avoid when planning for your special needs child. If you're just joining the show, that's what the show has been about today. You can go to kdow.biz and look for Plan Your State Radio in the podcasts, and you'll be able to down this, download this show um, after it's done. Uh, it should be ready in a few hours. Um, so if you want to hear the rest of the show, that's the way to do that. The ninth costly mistake, and this is one that I know a lot of people, they make this mistake. Relying on their other children to use money to take care of the special needs child. Now, this could be a temporary solution for a brief time, such as if you have... Uh, if you're briefly incapacitated or if your other children are financially secure and they have money to spare to help take care of a special needs brother or sister, but it's not a solution that's going to protect the special needs child after you've died or when your special needs child's siblings have their own children, expenses, and financial priorities. There are people that will leave everything to their other children and tell them, take care of your brother, take care of your sister. But what if the sibling inheriting from you gets a divorce or loses a lawsuit? Well, then that money you left for them to take care of your special needs child, it might not be there anymore. What if that other child dies or becomes incapacitated while your special needs child's still alive? Okay. What happens then? You know, who's going to use money to take care of your special needs child? And will that other child care for your special needs child as thoughtfully and completely as you did? Siblings of a special needs child often feel a great responsibility for that brother or sister and have felt so all their lives. If you provide them clear instructions and a structure to do it, such as a supplemental needs trust, then that will lessen the burden on your other children and uh, make it easier for them to help out their special needs brother or sister. By doing this, you want to make sure that a supplemental needs trust will make sure that assets are available for your special needs child and that they don't inadvertently go to a creditor or a divorcing spouse of your other child that you may have left the money to instead. Now the 10th costly mistake is failing to protect a special needs child from predators. Now if you were to create a supplemental needs trust through your will going through the court system that becomes public record. If you plan using a trust rather than a will, then you're going to decide who has access to the information about your special needs child's inheritance, uh, what it is, and how it's being handled. So this actually means that you can kind of fly under the radar for your special needs child using the supplemental needs trust so people aren't really aware of what you may have left for them or to take care of them. And that means that your trustees you put in charge are much less likely 
to be harassed or bothered by people who are trying to find ways to, uh, I'll use the term, glom onto assets or income from that supplemental needs trust that you set aside for your special needs child. So in conclusion, planning for a special needs child requires particular care and it also requires working together with all of your advisors, maybe a life insurance agent, a CPA, perhaps a care manager or a care management team for your child. Um, all of these things uh, and all of these people working together really need to coordinate their efforts to make sure that proper planning is done for your special needs child. If you have a special needs child and you haven't done planning for them, contact my office, go to lawbob.com, click on the button that says book a call, and then select whether you want to do a phone call, whether you want to do a Zoom meeting or in person in my office here in Cambrian Park in San Jose. I'll be happy to talk with you and we can talk about how proper planning can make sure that your special needs child is properly cared for. Uh, and if you need assistance with the funding for that supplemental needs trust, I can put you in touch with appropriate uh, insurance professionals that can help you with that and financial advisors that can help you with investments if that's what you need to do. So we're coming up on the end of the show today. Just one more quick reminder. I have an estate planning workshop on October 12th, 1130 in the morning to 1230. So it's over the lunch hour on the Wednesday, October 12th. You can register by going to lawbob.com. Click on the button on the home page for workshops and seminars. And it will take you to a description of the workshop. And then there'll be a button at the bottom of the page where you can register. So... Until next week, when, by the way, I have a guest attorney from Orange County coming in for the whole show. You don't want to miss it. This is attorney Bob Bergman, and we'll see you next week. Have a great weekend. You've been listening to Plan Your Estate Radio with estate planning attorney Bob Bergman. For more information on today's program or to schedule a consultation, visit lawbob.com, L-A-W-B-O-B, lawbob.com. Or call his office in San Jose, 408-247-0444. That's 408-247-0444. And be sure to tune in next week for more Plan Your Estate Radio with attorney Bob Bergman. Opinions expressed in the preceding program do not necessarily represent the views of the ownership, staff, or management of this station and are for informational purposes only and should not be construed to be legal, financial, or tax advice. Seek appropriate legal advice regarding your particular situation. Attorney Bob Bergman does not offer any guarantees with regard to the outcome of your legal matter. Prior results in other cases do not guarantee a similar outcome in your case. All rights reserved. Two words. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. 
The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. And I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.